everyone. Welcome to the Tried and Truly podcast, where you'll find encouragement, community, and biblical truth from the God that truly never fails. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 10 of the Tried and Truly podcast. Our guest today is Jacqueline Castro, host of the podcast Courageous Fit Female. We were super excited when Jacqueline reached out to us about joining us on the show to discuss a recent podcast episode she did, which she called the self-care deception. She had some ideas that, Laura, you and I honestly never considered about the topic of self-care, and she really reframed it for us from a biblical perspective. So we just wanted to you know, chat with her and learn more. Yeah, it was fun to dive into this topic with Jacqueline, because like you said, Michelle, I had never really thought as self-care as being anything but a really positive thing. And so listening to her episode really challenged me. And I'm like, we got to get this girl on the show because I need to ask her some real questions about (laughs) this. Um, Because it really opened my eyes and my heart to be like, okay, how does the Bible lead us to live a life of Mm self-care? And how do we go from kind of me, me, me in self-care to really taking care of ourselves to do God's work? So I'm excited to jump into our conversation with Jacqueline and leave our listeners with um, five key takeaways on how we can practice biblical self-care. Well, we are so excited today to welcome Jacqueline Castro to our show. Jacqueline is a spiritual fitness coach, a wife, a mom, and a servant of Christ. She also has a podcast called Courageous Fit Female, which you should all check out. And we're just thrilled that she's here today to share her wealth of knowledge with us regarding this ever popular term of self-care, which has been such a buzzword. So I'm excited to talk about it and hear your perspective. Um, So Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you to both of you, Michelle and Lori, for having me on your show. It's such an honor. And thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. And I think it's so cool because we are recording with you from Guam, which technology is completely amazing. It feels like we're in the same room together. So how cool is that? And I actually am really excited for this session because I have listened to um, your podcast on self-care and I felt really challenged by it because you have perspective on it that I really never thought about before. And so I know the words you're going to say are definitely going to convict me because I have definitely adopted to the kind of modern self-care mantra, right? You know, take care of myself, health, fitness, time to myself, that sort of thing. So I'm excited to learn from you, especially because you have so much passion around this topic. And I'm wondering maybe before we dive deep, if um, you can maybe share a little bit about yourself and your faith journey with us. Yeah, my story starts out, uh, I can go way back, but I'm going to fast forward leading up to my podcast creation. And that's that a couple years before. So 2012 to 2015, I was an instructor at a gym. And basically, I fell in love with my body through being an instructor because I would work out constantly. And because of the transformation that I went through uh, prior to being a Christian, being in the gym and being a fitness instructor, and just like really idolizing my body. Um, At the same time, my marriage was broken. You know, I was being unfaithful to my husband because I wanted, I was a young mom, right? So I deserve to go and do what I want to do in the gym and spend time there and and just neglect my family, just 
wanted to live how I wanted to live. Everyone thought every everything was okay. Um, mm-hmm. But behind closed doors, once, once I come home, we were silent to each other. But like in our hearts, it was like so fire, angry and upset yeah. and bitterness, right? And so that lasted for three years. And then through all of that, God needed us to go through that so that he can restore our personal relationship with him. And then I came to him and I confessed everything to him. And so my husband, he forgave me. Like it, that was all the Holy Spirit. It was all, wow. oh, that's all Jesus. Yeah. Fast forward. And then when I became a Christian, I started to work mm-hmm. out less because I was like, no, I need to get more God's word into me. And the more I did that, my spiritual life was really growing, but it wasn't balanced on the physical side. But by the power and grace of the Holy Spirit and his gift of obedience, again, I decided to stop pursuing myself and it's still a battle. It's really, really challenging, but it's not impossible mm-hmm. when we are empowered by his Holy Spirit. And, you know, when he forgave me of my sins and gave me a new, a new desire, he also gave me a new mission. And we are in a world culture filled with me and mm-hmm. I and self. And I know all about that because that was my life. We are so consumed with self. But the combination of my struggles over the years really led me to weed out the world's ways and pointed me to his word. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. I know that will speak to a lot of people. I, I do want to jump in on um, something else you said. So as you're talking about self-care, right, you're talking a lot about your relationship with going to the gym and body image and how that got distorted for you and ultimately, you know, was a difficult season in your life. When you hear self-care, is that what that means to you? Or like for me, I hear self-care and yes, getting healthy and going to the gym. I think that's important. But my self-care actually looks a little bit different too. My self-care is I want to pull away and have a weekend getaway with my girlfriends (laughs) or, you know, self-care. I need some me time and get my gray covered up. Yes. You know, and it's hard, especially now that we're homebound with COVID and stuff. So when you think of like, we get self-care wrong, like we're distorting that and it's not we're not doing it in a biblical way what are you putting in that category is it really around yeah. fitness exercise or are there other things that you also think fall into self-care that we're we're not getting right yeah oh that is such a great question so i was blown away because you will see there's a bunch of different self-care themes there's self-care themes for teachers there are self-care themes for mothers there are self-care themes mm-hmm. for marriages and so like When you look at a lot of these lists of self-care, they're all pointing to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I'm a spiritual fitness coach. And when I posted this thing about self-care, I had a lot of engagement and a lot of women that were taken aback or... Challenged. Challenged, I was challenged by it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes you look inwardly. It's a different perspective, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so I guess to answer your question, when you look at self-care online, there's a lot of it that points to taking a bubble bath. Yeah. Reading a book. That that qualifies as self-care for me. Yeah. Bubble bath. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and and again, I want to make sure that I that I say, I don't want to leave this episode without saying it is not a bad thing. And it's not a sin to go and have a bubble bath. Like that's the thing that right. was the conversation on Facebook. They were like, well, what's wrong if, if I want to go on a run or what's wrong? What's so sinful yeah. about having a bubble bath and going to paint my nails? And I said, it's not that having nice nails is a sin or it goes against mm-hmm. God. 
But when you are excluding God, like you can go and can have your nails painted and take a bubble bath and glorify God. You can do those things. But when you have a situation in your life, let's say for me, it was my marriage. It was broken. And my self-care was to escape from the whole reality of marriage problems. The deception of self-care for us as Christians, I believe, is that we are pointed back to ourselves. When God's word says, if you follow mm-hmm. me, then mm-hmm. you have to deny yourself. And that's the thing that I'm personally trying to speak about in that sense is that I don't want to mislead people in thinking that self-care is bad, going to get your nose is bad. And when Jesus says, you must deny yourself, it doesn't mean you cannot get a pedicure. It just means that if you have troubles in your life, if you have marital issues, if you are having a hard day at work, if your kids are constantly fighting and you just want to escape, God understands that. Jesus understands the Holy Spirit knows already that in five minutes, someone's going to upset us and we're just going to lose the fruits of the spirit. We're not going to have self-control. Like he knows that, but he wants us to go to him. Mm-hmm. He wants us to go to him first. That's the key word, I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, Lori and I, when we talked about the whole self-care concept prior to hearing you speak on self-care, Jacqueline, I never had thought there was anything wrong with it. I never questioned the term self-care. And to me, it sounds like a great thing. Of course, I should care for myself. And I think we will often look to, you know, scriptures that will support we should take care of ourselves. Like we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We need to take care of our bodies. But we need to keep in mind, like, where do we get true refreshment for our soul? And where do we find true rest? Because if I, I have two little little boys and they are very close in age. They love each other, but then two seconds later, they hate each other. (laughs) And I think, oh, I need a little me time. I need a little self-care. I need to recharge. Mm -hmm. And we get these messages, I think, from, you know, social media. And I loved on your podcast, you called out some of those quotes and it said, you can't give to others unless you give to yourself first. And I think that is true in some aspects. Like we have to recognize that we do need to love ourselves and we need to treat ourselves like a friend, but it's easy to see on social media, take care of yourself. Yeah, I need to do that. I'll be a better mom if I can go to the gym five days a week and if I can get my hair done. And we we kind of feed ourselves those mm-hmm. those lies and it becomes reality in, in, our, yeah. in our actions and how we treat people. If I didn't go to the gym that day, oh, well, I'm... I'm not going to be as good of a mom that day. And that's just not true. I think if we if we turn to God's word and we fill up with that first, yeah. we can still practice those self-care, you know, things that we talked about with mm-hmm. what you said, having in mind that we will glorify God in everything that we do. That is so good. We live in a self-glorification, self-exaltation. Look at me. I deserve it all society. And and it's all about me, right? And so you log into social media and your feed is filled with selfies, posts about personal achievements and complaining, right? We air our dirty laundry, complaining due to entitlements, boasting in your travels, flaunting selfies in the gym, abs, guns, and buns. And and I am mm-hmm. I am so guilty of that. Like, while none of these are sinful behaviors, again, I really want to be so loud and clear at that because what I'm saying is that it is that it really points mm-hmm. to our mm-hmm. self. And the first and greatest commandment is, yeah, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind, right? And so how is that loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind? 
And I think it's interesting to take a look at the second part of the greatest commandment. Jesus told us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And I think that within that, he's kind of acknowledging to us, we know you love yourself. (laughs) I don't need to tell you that. (laughs) You already love yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that he's really focusing on love your neighbor. And so I think in this like me culture, you know, we focus on how can I, how, how can I help myself and that needs to be not as much the focus, but also we do need to take care of this one physical body that God has given us. So like, how can we do that? How can we balance it? Well, I'm going to jump in here because that reminds me of a verse. I think it comes down to motive. And Jacqueline, I want to see where you're going to go with this. But like in 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20, it oh, says, yes. our bodies oh, are yes. not our own. Uh, we were bought with a price. And then this is the kicker. It says, therefore, we are to honor God with our bodies. So it's like, yeah, we should take care of our bodies. Like they were bought with a price. They're valuable. But why are we doing it? We're doing it to honor God and not ourselves. So I didn't mean to jump in there. But like when you said that, it just reminded me of that verse. And I wanted to put that out there. But Jacqueline, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, so good. And I'm so glad you brought that one up because... I think that this this is coming from me. So in my personal experience as a Christian and learning God's word and allowing his word to convict me. Mm-hmm. So when you exercise, you exercise and remember the foundation of why we are even here. It's mm-hmm. because of Jesus. And that's what makes it really hard because we're in the flesh and we're moving and mm-hmm. we're in these bodies. And then you're doing squats and you're like, oh, I hope that if I do like another three more weeks of this program, then my behind <laughs> is going to look better. <laughs> but if you go to God's word and you allow his word to wash over you every single day. And so when you do that and you're doing a flesh activity like exercising, his word just comes to you. The Holy Spirit just brings to life what it's Mm -hmm. saying in scripture and you slowly take away your own desires i look at it this way if i'm gonna work out i'm gonna work out so that i can be physically fit so that when god calls me to xyz that i'm gonna be ready Mm -hmm. a couple years ago probably well i guess it would have been like six years ago i had decided that Um, Before I turned 40, I wanted to run a half marathon. And I am not a runner. First of all, I'm not even shaped like a runner, right? (laughs) Like, I don't even, I'm not very tall. I don't have long legs. I've never been a runner whatsoever. But I really challenged myself because I knew the only way I was going to be able to run a half marathon Um, not only train it, train for it, because that was pretty intense, but also complete it was with God's strength. Like there was no way I was physically fit enough to do it. And so I trained for several months with one of my friends. We just grew this beautiful relationship because when you're training for something like that, that you're definitely not good at, right? There's a lot of encouragement that is taking place between us. But one of the things that we always said when we were running and we felt like we couldn't put another foot in front of the other was, if Jesus can die on a cross, I can take one more step. But it was just a way that like, to remind us, you know, God gave us these able bodies, and we need to take care of them. And if this is a goal that we've set, then we need to be doing that with him Mm -hmm. and uh, we finished the race we want we ran our half marathon um my number wasn't great but that wasn't the point the the point was to be able to complete it um and we did that and it was before my 40th birthday so I was happy and I didn't run probably for a full two years (laughs) after that so Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> one and done. Retire. Yep. One and done. <laughs> what, one hit one hit wonder in that area, but that's okay. God's word does not return void and his stories do not return void either. So your story is really his story. and But you can use that story as an illustration for anything, but even more specifically, like I said, for someone who is training for a half marathon, that they can do it with God's strength. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline, I wanted to tell you that I relate so strongly to your story. And it's reminding me of a time in my life. I just had my second son and I got into this get your body back program. You know, it it was all about self-care and me taking care of myself better and working out so I could be a better mom. You know, I I was telling myself all these things. And at the time, I, I was not strong in my faith at all. So I just wanted to get back to my old self, you know, and I remember that, um, that whole program, I ate no sugar. I didn't go to one restaurant. I didn't drink a drop of alcohol. There were so many rules and, and restrictions and things that I followed. And it was like, you know, miserable. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was so hard. But at the very end, I was down to my lowest weight ever. And I remember being so proud of the weight that I had achieved. And um, ultimately, once I reached that weight, I still was searching for something else better and more more to satisfy me. I wasn't it, it was just such a good lesson to me that I put in all this time of self-care and worrying about all the things that, you know, I thought would give me true like satisfaction and happiness, but at the end of the day when I looked at that scale and saw that number, I still felt dissatisfied. And I think that at that time if I had had a strong faith and and understood where I got the true satisfaction, it would have just really changed the whole the whole experience for me. And I think that I could have done that program and realized I'm doing this to take care of my body. I'm also doing this because I admit I have this, you know, flesh body, as you say, I did want to lose weight. But ultimately I could have brought God into it with me. Everything we do, if we don't have God at the center, Mm-hmm. It's ultimately not gonna not gonna give us what we're looking for. You know, we're not we're not meant to be satisfied by the things of the world. We're meant to be satisfied in our relationship with God. And that's yeah. remembering that God can be at the center. And I loved one of the quotes you yes. called out in your podcast. You said, um, the most important relationship yes, that you yes, have yes. is the one with yourself. I think that's a popular oh, lie. one. Total <laughs> lie. The most important relationship that we can have is with God. So I just, I love those quotes and they're so prevalent. And the more you get into God's word, the more you can identify those things that you see on social media and you can yeah. go, nope, not true. And you know what strikes me about those quotes that you read? Like if we weren't having this conversation and you read them, like the most important relationship is the one you have with yourself all of us would be shaking our head like, yes. And then when you explain mm-hmm. how those are lies and then what the truth is, it is like opens my mind to be like, that's how Satan does it, right? That's how he separates us from God is he takes these things where there's like a side piece of it or a side mm-hmm. truth and like completely distorts it. And then right. all of a sudden it becomes what it's not. It becomes about us instead of God, and then it creates this separation that we don't even know. Like, it sounds fine until you really understand how it's pulling you away from God, distracting you from that relationship. Totally. Yeah. And then put a pretty picture of a rainbow behind it. And then before you know it, it's your phone screensaver. And you're like, I just shared it. Yeah. I just shared it with everyone. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. The more you're in God's word, the more I've 
been able to train myself to even recognize those. I love how you said that, Michelle, because, you know, you're talking about how we when we get into God's word, then we can discern. Yes. Right? That's the key word is discern. And that's the reason why self-care really got to me, because we are being deceived into thinking that if we are having a bad day, then go out with the girls, go and do this, go and do that, you know, fix your hair up. And that's very uncomfortable to hear because a lot of the times we can look at that and say, hey, I deserve to go and take a break. Yes, you can go ahead and take a break. But did we go to God first? Mm. When, when you said um, you're deserving to go out and take time away, go out to dinner with your girlfriends, my job can be incredibly stressful. And oftentimes when I finish a great big week or, you know, this week there was a ton of presentations and I was super stressed. It was like, yes, I can relax. I can celebrate. I wanted to do exactly what you're talking about, get together with my girlfriends and celebrate. Mm -hmm. But when I look at scripture, I mean, Jesus did, you know, have seasons of stress and angst and he did pull away, but he didn't pull away to hang out with his friends. He pulled away (laughs) to to be you know, in prayer with God and to turn to the Father. And so mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's why, oh, I want to go out and celebrate and, you know, be glad this is over. I feel guilty that I'm leaving my family. And then I come home and I feel guilty that I left my family. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. because I got it wrong. I should have been turning to God in that situation first and then go mm-hmm. have dinner. Chips and queso. Yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline, can you tell us a little bit about your spiritual care checklist, how our listeners can access that and how they can connect with you? Yes, you can find me on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever your favorite podcast platform is. And you can also find me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. It's Courageous Fit Female. You can go to my website at CourageousFitFemale.com. And then as far as the spiritual care checklist, you can grab that at CourageousFitFemale.com. I do have a Faith and Food Freedom Foundation course that I have, one-hour coaching. I have that as well. My course, which is six weeks, you know, email me and just ask whatever questions. That's where I'm at. Well, Jacqueline, this has been so much fun. I'm glad we got a chance to talk to you. And like I said at the beginning, you have a really great perspective on this. I've never thought of self-care this way before. This conversation has definitely made me look at it completely different. So I'm so thankful that you were willing to share your time and your life experiences and your wisdom and your passion for Christ with us. So thank you so much. It was so fun. It was just like having some fellowship tea with my sisters in Christ but just virtually. So thank you so much, Michelle and Lori. Okay, we hope you guys enjoyed our conversation with Jacqueline. I know we learned a lot and we wanted to leave you with five key takeaways that Lori and I had, which I hope resonate with you. So the first thing in practicing biblical self-care, we want to remind you to invite God to come with you whenever you practice self-care. And the second one is go to God first. When we're stressed, overwhelmed, ask him for help. And then we can go out and get our chips and queso. Yeah. Third thing, get away to pray quietly by yourself. Find that quiet time throughout your busy day and just listen. And let's read our Bible, ladies. We need to be in the Word every day. Uh, Michelle and I really like the YouVersion app. There's amazing reading plans out there. Last thing, be in community with other Christ followers. Reach out to your church. See what kind of Bible studies might be available to you. I know 
even in these times, we've been doing a Zoom Bible study, a women's Bible study. So there's just so many resources out there. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Tried and Truly podcast. Check us out at triedandtrulypodcast.com to connect with us, see our show notes, and more. Shout out to the sponsor of today's episode, Brainiac Kids. Brainiac Kids offers a delicious line of snacks that provides nutrients our kiddos need to fuel their minds and growing imagination. You know that I love data, and I was blown away to learn that on average, kids only get about 20% of their daily omega-3 needs. With Brainiac Kids, our kids can get 90% of their omega-3 needs every day. So you can check out their website at BrainiacKids.com to order online or locate your nearest grocery carrier on their store locator. And when ordering online, use our special promo code, tried and truly, all one word, to get 20% off your next order. See you next time.